This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, nahmiduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahtahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد a man once came to the Prophet ﷺ and he complained to him about his neighbor. My neighbor is harming me. My neighbor is doing such and such to me. What shall I do, O Messenger of Allah ﷺ? The Prophet ﷺ said, Isbud, have patience and go back. Go back home. So the man followed the advice of the Prophet ﷺ. But his neighbor continued continue to harm him, continue to hurt him. So the man returned to the Prophet ﷺ a second time and then a third time in the same situation. And the, third, the second or third time the Prophet ﷺ said, go home and take your emti'ah, take your belongings and put them in the middle of the street. Put them out in the road. So the man went home, he gathered his belongings and placed them in the middle of the road. Outside his place of residence. When the people saw this, they asked, what's going on? So the man explained the situation. He said, my neighbor is harming me, my neighbor is hurting me, my neighbor is causing me inconvenience. And this is what the Prophet ﷺ ordered me to do. So the people, they went to the neighbor and they started cursing him. They started asking him, why are you doing this? Why are you harming your neighbor? Why have you pushed him to such an extreme that the Prophet ﷺ has ordered him to take his belongings and put them in the, in the middle of the road? What are you doing? So the man seeing the situation, the neighbor, this neighbor who was harming his neighbor, seeing the situation, went to the man and said, Return, irji' that return, go back to your house. You will never find me doing anything which you will hate again. You will never find me harming you. You will never find me insulting you. My brothers, neighbors and those people who are around us have a great importance in Islam. The way we react and interact with them. The way we see neighbors. Why, why has Islam placed such a great emphasis on neighbors? 
after our families, our neighbors are our support network. They are supposed to be those people that we feel safe with, security. You might leave things with them. They might see things which only neighbors see. They might see things which only neighbors see. Seeing people in, in an uncompromising situation, they hold your secrets. The Prophet said, ما زال جبريل يوصيني حتى ظننت أنه سيورثني. He said that Jibreel would always talk to me about the neighbors, about their rights, constantly, all the time, advising me about the rights of neighbors until I thought that the neighbors would become from one of my inheritors. Until I thought that the order would come from Allah that my neighbor would come and inherit from me. Such is the importance of neighbors in Islam. Such is the importance of having a good relation, a good alaqa, a good rapport with your neighbors. Your neighbors are people that shouldn't feel any harm from you. They should be safe from any evil from us. The Prophet said, Wallahi la yu'min. Three times, Wallahi la yu'min, Wallahi la yu'min. That a person does, will never believe. A, a person doesn't believe. The companion said, It was said, Who, O Messenger of Allah, who is this person that doesn't believe? And he said, That person who's harmed his neighbor. That person who isn't safe from his neighbor's evil. Being good to your neighbor and having iman is synonymous. They go hand in hand. Being good to those people around you. And this is just not the person that's living next to you. Scholars have spoken about the, how far I, the, your neighbors go to. Some say it's a certain number of houses to the left and to the right and behind you. Some say it's the people that attend the masjid with you. But the point is that the neighbors are those people who are around you, who you have a daily interaction with. Maybe it's the shopkeeper. Maybe you own a business. How do you react with those people around you, those people next to you? Sometimes we find that when we see someone, when we see our neighbors buy a new car, or when they have some joy in their life, instead of making dua for them, asking Allah to increase them in their provisions, we, a number of questions come into our, our mind. Do they deserve this? Why can't I have this? I wish I had something better. Instead of making dua for them, we have negative thoughts and feelings towards them. Prophet ﷺ said, making dua for your brother or your sister in their absence is a dua that will be accepted or more likely to be accepted. When we move houses and we look, which neighborhood do we want to move in? One of the first things a person asks, oh, how are the neighbors? How are the people on the street? How are the people in that particular area? It's something that everybody wants. Everybody wants to have good neighbors. But are we doing what's needed and what's expected of us? In our areas that we see around us, the way people are driving, 
the way the streets are, the dirt that's in the streets, the rubbish that's left. Is this how we want our neighborhood to be? Is this what we want for our neighbors? We need to ask ourselves the question, is this something that we take seriously or just something that we hear and we don't really implement in our lives? This is the position and the makan, the status of a neighbor and the way we interact with them. And neighbors have many rights over us. They could be our relatives or they could just be Muslims or they could be non-Muslims. All of these have rights. The Prophet ﷺ, one day a, a person was just distributing some food or cooking some food. And he asked the person, did you give a portion of meat? Did you give a portion of what you were distributing to your Jewish neighbor? Showing that it's not just the Muslim who has a right. It's also the non-Muslims around us. Those people who we live with and interact with. It's a way of showing them the true meaning of Islam, practically implemented. Again, in another incident, a man was cooking some food. And the Prophet said, أَكْثِرْ مَاؤُهَا That increase the water, i.e. increase the quantity of the food, so you can give it to your neighbor. This was how the Prophet commanded us and how he taught us how we should be with our neighbors. They're safe from any evil from us. That we have, we rely upon them. We help them, we serve them, we assist them. This was the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. قُلْ قَالِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ There was an incident in the time of the Prophet ﷺ where a young boy, an orphan, whose father had just passed away, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, My father has passed away and he's left with us two sheep. This was the only inheritance that he left for us. This is all he had. And this is all I have right now. This is my livelihood. This is all I have to depend on. But he said, where I live, there's a pathway. And my sheep always escape. And it's hard for me to go and find them again. And, I, and I'm scared that one day I will lose them. They will go into the desert and I will lose them. So he said, I'm trying to build a fence. I'm trying to build a, a, a fence between my house and the neighbor's house. So that the sheep don't escape. But there's a tree that's preventing me from building this fence. And he said that I've gone to the neighbor and I've tried to speak to him about removing this tree or doing something that will allow me to build this fence. But it's not working out. So the Prophet ﷺ, upon hearing this, he wanted to help this young boy, this orphan, out. So he, he went to look for this man. He asked around, who is this man? And he came across this person. And they got together and they, the Prophet ﷺ said to the man who owned that path and owned that house and owned that tree. And he said to the man, can you give this tree away in charity so this boy can build the fence? 
And the man seeing the situation that he was in, got angry with the boy. You've raised this issue, you've raised me to the Prophet You've exasperated the situation so much that you've taken this to the Prophet So his arrogance overtook him. His pride overtook him. So he said, لا والله, لا No, by Allah, I will not give this tree, this nakhla, this date palm tree in charity. So the Prophet said, okay. He said, sell this tree. He said, sell this tree and you will have a date palm tree in Jannah, in paradise. The man said, La, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to sell this tree. Even for a tree in Jannah, even for a tree in paradise. Now there was a companion who was witnessing this. His name is Abu Dahdah. Abu Dahdah. He saw the situation. And he was a rich man. He had orchards. He had houses. He had farms. A very rich man. And when he heard this situation that was happening, he went to the Prophet And he said, if I buy this tree, if I purchase this tree, if I help this young boy out, will I receive a tree in Jannah? Prophet said, yes. So the man sold, gave his orchard, gave the hundreds and thousands of trees that he had for that one tree. And he bought it. For a nakhla in Jannah, for a tree in Jannah, he gave away everything. He done sulh, he, he, he sorted the situation out between these two people. And he went home to his family, Abu Dahdah. And he said to his wife, don't eat, don't take from anything. We're leaving. And his wife was astounded. Why, why, why are we leaving everything? And he said, because we bought a tree in Jannah. We have something in Jannah, something which is far better than this orchard, than these hundred trees, than this farm, than this house. Something far better. And his wife said, what a great transaction you have involved yourself in. Sometimes we need to learn how to step back, lower ourselves, Sometimes we might be in the right. But knowing and stepping back and being the bigger person and stepping down, sometimes even if you're right, this is how we should be with those people around us. Treating people with respect, being gentle with people, having that emotional intelligence where we see the situation a person is in and we help them, we assist them. This is how neighbors are. This is how neighbors should be in Islam. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to make us from amongst those people who are good to those people around us, good to our neighbors. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim inna ka hamidun majid Rabbana la tuzir qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana wahablana milladunka rahma inna ka anta alwahab ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.